Hi everyone, we're back again in the Bible Project. And we're at part 36 of our journey together through the book of Genesis. And this episode is our summary and conclusion on the passage about the fall of man. I would remind you that the transcript of all these podcasts is available in the podcast notes section of any of the audio versions of the podcast that you can access either on the Buzzsprout website or through your app store. The message today is a conclusion about not only what God did in response to humanity succumbing to temptation and sinning, but what that all means and what conclusions we can draw for that. You see, when Adam and Eve deliberately disobeyed God, God confronted them in order to get them to acknowledge their sin, and then he condemned everybody involved in this situation in different ways and different degrees. So what have we learned from this passage? This is a classic Bible passage, especially verse 15, because it contains the first promise of the Messiah in the Bible. So what do we learn about God by his response to humanity succumbing to temptation and sin? Number one is that God wasn't just confronting and condemning those two first sinners. He also had to deal with Satan, the serpent. The serpent who exalted himself over the creation would seem to be humiliated and forced to crawl on the ground and to eat dust as it's described. Satan who tried to use the woman to defeat God's plan, was told that God would in fact use the seed of that very same woman in order to defeat Satan and all his plans. The woman who thought she saw a future of pleasure in eating forbidden fruit instead received a penalty, and that penalty was pain and childbearing. The man, who was insubordinate to God, received punishment of being placed in submission to the actual creation itself. He, whose ambition in a sense was to be deity, ended up with the curse of death and the dust of the ground. You see, in each case, the penalty was commensurate with the crime. And God's punishment is always commensurate with the crime. But there's a second lesson to be learned here, I believe. And that is that God is not only just, but that God merciful. Even in his punishment and discipline, God is always merciful. He allows the woman to bear children, and in doing so, he guarantees the future of the human race. He permits the man to labour and to toil and to produce food, thereby enabling humanity to survive and potentially prosper by the fruits of his labour. And that too is merciful. I think it helps to understand that from the very beginning, God had to deal with those in deliberate rebellion to him and disobedience. But in doing so, he would always remain just and merciful at the same time whilst doing that. After the fall of the human race, God did not just punish us, he provides for us as well. He judged justly and yet he demonstrates his mercy at the same time through that judgment. He taught us how to live, how to work, and how to love each other. To bear children, but also to believe that there was a way through death and to regain that eternal life again. Sin was a reality. The effect of it 
could now be defeated, and victory was coming, even victory over death itself. God's response to Paradise Lost was perfect justice and mercy together. And likewise, God's response to us today when he sees sin is always justice and mercy. Think about that. In justice he pronounced death. In mercy he gives his son to die that he might save us. So there is justice and mercy at one and all the same time. This is one of the great theological concepts of the Bible. God is both just and the justifier of those who believe in him, who believe in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So how can God on the one hand be just and the other hand forgive sin? Well, the answer is he doesn't just forgive sin, he pays for sin. He pays the price for sin at the same time. You know, when my children were young, I would sometimes chase them round the room pretending to be a monster. It was a game that they loved. I would chase them round, leaning over, making monster noises. And as they get more and more excited and more and more, in a sense, scared, they would suddenly, at one point, bring the game to the end, usually by shouting, you're not really a monster, Daddy. Sometimes even running into my arms. Hear me, friends. God is just, but he is also a loving father. So don't run from him like Adam and Eve. Run to him and experience his loving care. Okay, everyone. That's it for this time. Thank you for joining me. Now, the place to go to connect to this and any other ministries I'm involved in is the podcast notes section of the audio podcast on the Buzzsprite website or by looking in the episode notes section on whatever app provider you use. Within that, you'll not only find the transcript of each talk, but you'll also find links to all the ministries and the way to connect with us, including the Facebook page, my YouTube channel, and links both to this, the daily podcast, and the Living in Faith Everyday podcast, which is a weekly roundup of all the various Bible study and talks that I'm doing over the period of the preceding week. You'll also find links there to my SoundCloud and my Bandcamp page where I create the background music and the sound design of these broadcasts. But with that, all I'd like to say is thank you for joining me and I hope to join with you again very soon.